On this episode of Locked On Lightning, I got Chris Crenn, Tampa Bay Lightning beat writer. Coming on the show, we're going to discuss game one as well as what the Lightning could do in game two tonight's game to even up the series heading back to Emily. All that and more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I just want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day on today's episode of Locked On Lightning. Well, I have Chris Crenn, uh, a Tampa Bay Lightning beat writer, coming on the show. We're going to discuss uh, all the things that happened in game one. We're going to recap it all. We're going to talk about the good things, the bad things as well, you know, an uncharacteristically bad loss. Uh, but it's not all bad. You know, it, it was a very strange game. I'll talk about it in the later episode, uh, the later later stages of this episode. I'll talk about that uh, on my own. But uh, but first, before we bring Chris on, I want to thank all of you for making us our first listen once again, as well as subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. And if you're subscribing to us on an audio platform, go ahead and subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever they have pad- podcasts. We are there. And go ahead and follow us on our social media platforms at L underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning lightning on instagram so without further ado here's chris Crenn. all right on today's episode of locked on lightning i have chris Crenn, lightning beat writer joining me today and chris welcome to the show and we're lightning fans are kind of i don't know we're, we're i'm seeing on social media kind of split between kind of nervous and and but a large part of us as as lightning fans and people that follow the team is is that we're fine you know, this team never loses a game uh, two days, two games in a row in the playoffs. And, and really, I guess that's where we should start. How confident is this Lightning team heading into game two against the New York Rangers, having not lost back to back games in, in almost, it seems, forever? Yeah, I think they're really confident. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, there's really not, I guess, a reason to feel until they actually do it just because it's been so long since it's happened but um to be honest yesterday when when a few of the guys talked it was more of a more anger i guess towards how game one went than really kind of optimism and positivity heading into game two they're pretty upset with the way they played um i think they were okay with the first period especially after the long layoff the first half of the second period but then obviously things got out of hand there in the second and the beginning of the third and i think not only the fact that it was close kind of for the first half of the game, but just the way that the score kind of got out of hand, kind of ticked some of them off on a personal level. So it'll be interesting to see kind of the jump they have tonight. And I'm sure they'll have a great start and, and lots of energy for this one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and John Cooper said it yesterday that they played very well in the first 60 and, and then things kind of fell apart from there. And this is something that we've seen from this team here and there throughout the season. And when they had a little bit of that rough stretch uh, back in April. Now, what is the key for this Lightning team going forward? Obviously, the, the emphasis of playing a full 200 foot game, as well as playing all three periods from start to finish. Um, we saw a little bit more of the physicality later on in the third period. Obviously, the game was out of hand then. Do you believe that that was something that maybe attributed to the Rangers uh, ending up on top? Yeah, I think it's kind of like the end of Toronto game one, right? Like you're just trying to send some kind of message since it's such a long series. But 
Um, you know, I think for them, like the physicality obviously will be will be a big factor. I mean, they were hitting quite a bit throughout that game. I mean, McDonough had that big hit on Panarin there in the first yeah. period. And to me, you touched on it right at the start there. It was just their 200-foot game. You know, they're most successful when they're taking care of their own end first. And uh, I think Cooper was the one who mentioned that the Rangers kind of attack a little bit differently than than the Leafs and the Panthers both did. And they really moved the puck east and west a lot, which I think the Maple Leafs and the Panthers were a little bit more north-south. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a different challenge for the Lightning. I think uh, I think they looked at the film, you know, the night of the game and then yesterday as well. So I think it's honestly just about making some adjustments in the defensive zone. And, you know, I, didn't, I really didn't think they played terrible for having that long layoff. It was just the Rangers really played well and they capitalized chances when they had them they were disciplined they didn't really give the lightning any chances on the power play until i want to say was it late in the second period maybe um so they played a good game credit to them uh you know and i'm sure they'll play well in game two as well they're rolling right now so as much as the lightning i'm making them making adjustments it'll be interesting to see you know how how good the rangers come out and play because they've looked really good the past few games you got to give them credit yeah, and and you spoke about how they they need to play better on the defensive side of things. Uh, you know, you can't really blame Andre Vasilevsky in this game too much. I thought he made a lot of pretty good, high quality saves, uh, and that was a little bit of concern I think for some of us that follow this team is that Vasilevsky is at his best the more he plays, and and having a week off definitely didn't really help. But what do you? What kind of performance are you expecting out of Andre Vasilevsky in Game Two? Well, it's kind of like you mentioned at the beginning, right? Like it's hard to bet against him until his, I mean, his numbers after these losses are just crazy. Like I can't think of any athlete that has responded the way that he has just time and time and time again. And then the way he plays so well in those elimination games. So I'd expect nothing less than a fantastic game from him again. You know, it's, uh, he's just done it over. He's so good. And, you know, I mentioned the personal thing and Cooper mentioned that yesterday that the guys all take it personal when they lose a playoff game. And I think he said, no one takes it more personal than, than Vassie does. So I'd expect another big game from him. He was out there early getting a lot of work in yesterday before practice started. And uh, he has a bad, two bad games in a row, I guess. And like you said, he really didn't have a bad game, but until he has two games in a row where he really lets in three or more goals or four more goals, then, you know, you can't really pick against him. I'd expect another another big bounce back game from him. Yeah, I would expect the same given, you know, the, the New York crowd was really lining into him with the Igor is better chance. And and I think yeah. that's even though, you know, you, you could you don't really see Vazzy wear his emotions on his sleeve that often. I think that's something that he's definitely thrown up on the bulletin board. And I think the guys are gonna rally around. So looking towards game two, uh obviously one of the big names that we're not gonna see in this series and hopefully maybe in the next series if the lightning do advance, is Braden Point. Is there any type of adjustment that the the lightning make given that point is out for this series do they do they play a certain type of different way given the fits that the rangers gave them in game two or is it just let's go out there play our game and and have the rangers adjust to us yeah i think it's the latter i think they they focus you know as much as they're going to watch the video and try to adjust to some of the things the rangers did they're really more focused on playing their game better than they did and being more crisp and i think a lot of the little details are what's so big in the playoffs and, you know, just eliminating those little tiny mistakes and, and having strong attention to details. So, and, you know, that's bound to be rusty after that long layoff. And it's not, 
you know, the Lightning don't want to use that as an excuse. But I think Cooper said it yesterday. Like, you can't replicate an Eastern Conference final game action in playoff or in practice, rather, you know, as, as hard as you try. Especially, you know, you don't want anything hurt. If you're if you're a player, you don't really want to shoot the puck high. You don't want to risk, you know, anything hitting Vasilevsky or hurting him. So, um, yeah, I think they're more focused on themselves. But, I mean, to touch on Brady Point, yeah, like I thought about it last night. It's it's pretty crazy that they're here now and they like they got through Florida so easily that people kind of for, forgot that he's such a huge part of the team. And, um they're missing him. That's for sure. I mean, if, if they had him, he'd be a huge help. It's good to see him skating again. But I think really the addition of Nick Paul was huge for them in, in that regard because, you know, you have Sorelli, who's that lockdown center. Point did such a good job of that in the Toronto series against that Matthews and Marner line. So, um, but Nick Paul stepped up and played a lot of minutes. He's played more than 20 minutes a night on a lot of these playoff games. So um, I think they just need to tighten things up a little bit in their own end and get pucks out when they can. You know, they had a lot of opportunities to clear the puck and, and they couldn't. And Fox had a couple nice keep-ins of the blue. And um, yeah, I think, I think they've kind of always been the kind of team since Cooper's been the coach, just to kind of worry more about themselves than the other team. But I'm sure there'll be adjustments made for sure. Just like we saw from, from game one to game two in that open round. Yeah, I, I think really, if there's any series we could look at in recent years where the Lightning have made a, a handful of mistakes and have actively learned from it, I think it was definitely the Toronto series where, and, and I said this on my show uh, last week, that I think that games one and two are going to be sort of similar to what we saw in the early stages of that Toronto series. Is there any issue is there any worry do you think around this team or, or anybody you know in the thought process of let's not try and get it to that point again because that was pretty much for the most part a chaotic series um do you it, what what is the game plan obviously you know for them in terms of how they handle this because let, let's face it new york is probably gonna go in and probably try and overwhelm tampa with with their physical style of play try to really pinch them in on their own zone um do, who who are some of maybe these ranger players that you think that uh, the lightning are going to hone in on early on in this one that's a great question yeah there's a lot of players i mean Everyone talked about that kid line kind of going into the series and how good they've been. And they were really good in game one. And I didn't necessarily expect them to be as good as they were. But, um, you know, there's there's Kreider, there's Abanajad, Panarin, all those guys. And Panarin had struggled a little bit in the postseason and, you know, on the score sheet, obviously, last game, which kind of stinks if you're a Lightning fan or, or anyone on the team, really, just because he scored. I want to say he had the last goal for them. I think the sixth goal and it would have been nice to kind of just keep him off the score sheet for another game just because he has kind of been struggling a little bit, but yeah. they have some really good players, man. And uh, I think, like I said, that kid line, they just gave them too much time and space. And I thought they did a pretty good job against the top line and kind of eliminating that. I thought they could have been a little bit tighter on Panarin at times, but um, you know, they have a lot of weapons. They're just going to have to play a little bit harder and a little bit, um, give guys less time and space like that was the first or their second Hedl goal, but just Kako was behind their net for what felt like an eternity and, you know, no yeah. one was on him. And then he's slips it right behind, I think three or four guys and Hedl's there all alone. So I think, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be one guy in particular, but they needed his, uh, 
just play a little bit tighter. They it didn't it didn't really feel like the same defensive effort kind of that they had in the second half of that Toronto series and and really throughout yeah. the whole Florida series. It was just um you're right. It, it kind of was like the first half of that Toronto series when it was it wasn't like it was a a run and gun game, but it definitely didn't feel quite as structured and and it didn't feel like the attention to detail was necessarily there in their own end. So um, I'd, ho- I'd hope they'd clean that up a little bit, just be a little tighter in their own zone. And it's not often you see them give up six goals in a playoff game. And, you know, that's you're right. It does kind of feel like that first half of that Toronto series when they were giving up a lot of goals. And it's one all that up and started playing really good defense that things really started going going well for them yeah absolutely and i think that maybe what they should try and do is flip the script you know obviously keeping things tight kind of limiting the chances that the rangers have uh and and i think i've been emphasizing this all year with this team is that you know they often sometimes try to get into the hat they oftentimes get into the habit of of turning games into track races which is fine Uh, a couple years ago it worked it won them a cup but you know the league is has changed teams are adapting and and what they've kind of gotten away from at certain times was was just playing playing puck possession cycling the puck around keeping the puck in their own zone and i think if they they get themselves into a groove early on they slow the game down i i think that will not allow this young ranger team who we saw thrived on momentum early on i think that's something that is really going to make the the deciding factor for this team so predictions for game two we all love our predictions uh where where do you see this game going is it going to be a high scoring game like game one in certain are we going to see maybe game one uh stats from the edmonton oilers uh, avalanche series or uh are we are we thinking of maybe because i think you know after game one personally maybe this is me being a little biased i think vas is going to go out there i think he's going to buckle down we're going to see a little couple of uh shaky moments early on but i think that Vasilevsky is going to buckle down maybe give up a cheap one here and there but i i think really it's going to come down to igor and Vazzy in this one yeah yeah you're right i mean you made some great points they, they really should work on that and possessing the puck in their own zone you're right they really didn't have extended zone time in that game too much and they had some good scoring chances but it was kind of like you know good scoring chance and then they're right back down the other way and back and forth probably a little bit more than than they would have liked you're absolutely right about that but yeah i would i would think the same with with vassy he's uh like i said he takes those losses really personal and until he until he falls uh, after a loss um and doesn't have a good performance and he's hard to bet against but in terms of this game i would have to think I'd have to think lower scoring, right? Like I yeah. can't imagine too many more games like that. And but at the same time, you know, that's what everyone's kind of said. Um, even going into game one, it was like everyone was predicting two one or three two. And um, I think the most important thing for the Lightning is I think they can beat Shisterkin. Like they had they scored twice on him. They had a lot of really good chances against him. A few that they didn't capitalize on. You know, Cooch had a ton of chances in that game. Yeah. Three or four really, really good chances. And, you know, they keep, especially that first half of the game, they gave him really good opportunities. And it was kind of on the Rangers' mistakes, a few of them were. So if they give him those chances again, like, you know, you're just playing with fire. He can't, he's not going to miss too many more times, I wouldn't think. Um, so I'd look for those guys to kind of get going, some of the top guys to get going again. It was nice to see Stamkos score a shot by him, but I would expect honestly some more offensive output from the Lightning and just a tighter game all around. I think I think they'll win the game. Um, I think they know how important it is to win this game. 
And I also think the Rangers, you know, they've won two straight series that they were down and had their backs against the wall, but it, I don't think they've had a one nothing lead in, in either of their series so far. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's tough, I think, winning that first game and, and going into to game two with the lead. And um, they're not necessarily the most experienced group in terms of postseason. So um, I, I don't know if they'll have their foot on the gas maybe as much as they did in game one. As someone who's rooting for the Lightning, I'll, I hope they don't. But um, I, I, if I had to predict, God, I, I would say let's go 4-2 Lightning. What do okay. you got? Uh, I was gonna. I was thinking more so three two, maybe two one, possibly a cheap empty netter at the end. I think. I think, especially with the amount of shots Kucherov had took in Game One, I think uh, they're gonna encourage him to go out there and shoot just as many. Uh, I, I I just think he's just too good to keep off the stat sheet to where I think he's gonna knock in a couple of two, and then we're gonna see. I think this is the game Anthony Sorelli finally gets on the stat sheet. I think Anthony Sorelli has been really on the cusp of breaking out this entire postseason. Uh, we've yeah. seen it. Uh, what kind of play he he brings to the table, and and I think this is the game that he really starts to get things going. Yeah, he's played so well, hasn't he? I mean, and it, it was it was shocking to me when the helper on I think it was Stamkos's goal, and I looked down and I think it was his second assist and third yeah. point of the playoffs. I was shocked because he's played so well and he's played a lot of minutes. Um, I'd like to see Kalorn get going too. It's shocking to me that he still hasn't scored a goal. Yeah. He's just so good in the postseason and he hasn't played bad by any means. You know, I, I've always respected about his game is he doesn't really make mistakes too often, right? Like he's smart. He's been there. Um, but I'd love to see him score a goal. It's it feels like when he scores in the playoffs, the Lightning win. And, um, you know, he's just been such a good playoff performer for them for a long time now. So it'd be good to see him get on the score sheet. But, yeah, I like that prediction. I think Sorelli is definitely due for a goal here. Yeah, I, I think especially with Kalorn and, and Sorelli, I think those are the two guys that we, we always have seen, whether it be in the playoffs or throughout the course of the season. They're those guys that just they're just too good to keep off the stat sheet in terms of just the way they play. They're always in the mix of it. And, and I feel like that kind of goes for the same for for basically the the entire blue line defensive core. I think that's something that has been the key for the Lightning the last two playoff runs. I, I think those 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 six guys, um, their abilities to, to to all score at any point. Um, it's just a matter of of playing aggressive and taking the shots when they can. And and that was something that was puzzling to me. in, in game one, we saw Victor Hedman almost hesitant at. At, at times uh, there was one chance one sequence actually I remember where he they were they were kind of they were they were backing off of him while he was in the at the point and he was kind of inching his way towards the slot and then instead of shooting it which he he didn't really have a clean shot on Shesterkin but uh, I think those are the shots that he needs to take and I think when that blue line gets going on the offensive side of things I think that opens things up for everybody else. Yeah, I remember that chance too, and yeah. he, uh, yeah, it was kind of odd because he's been shooting the puck quite a bit yeah. uh, this postseason, and it didn't feel, <laughs> it really didn't feel like they had thirty nine shots on goal um, in that game. It really didn't, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they they really do have it's it's pretty crazy that really all six, I guess you would say seven of their defensemen can produce offensively or at least chip in. You know, there's not too many of them that 
they get the puck at the blue line and you're you're a little nervous about what they're going to do with it. You know, you got Hedman, Sergachev, McDonough, Chernak. All those guys are pretty good with the puck up there and they all have good shots. And yeah, I'd like to see them get involved a little bit more too. There really wasn't much offensive involvement from any of those guys in game one, really. But um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how Hedman plays. He's another guy that I think will probably step up and, and have a big game. You know, they've, it's really impressive to me the way that, especially as someone, and I'm sure you are too, that's watched this team for so long and, and seen guys like Hedman and Stamkos grow from when they first came in to what they are now. And they're just such good leaders now. And um, him and Smith, um they set the tone and, and they're, they're vocal in the room. And, um, you know, they're, they walk it and they talk it right like they're yeah. they've just both grown so much and they're really good leaders so i would expect both of those guys to come out play really strong and um hopefully can get a goal he's i think he has the second most points on <laughs> on the lightning this postseason so he's he's had a great year he's having a good playoff and um you know to me like he's god there's so many good defensemen left in the playoffs between like mccarr fox and headman but all around game like You'd be hard pressed to take anyone over him, really. I mean, McCarr, I think you'd take Hetty over Fox, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's a big part of, of their success, that's for sure. So hopefully he can step it up tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that really goes back to, to what we spoke about just, you know, setting, setting, controlling the puck in the zone, just extending the sequence instead of just kind of rip fire and get back on defense kind of play well chris we're you know it's one thing to talk about it and then one thing to actually see them execute which you know with this core of veteran guys you're definitely going to see them go out there and do it especially after a loss so we'll 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 check back in with you later on in the playoffs and and Everybody go ahead and please follow Chris on Twitter at Chris underscore Kren. Uh, he's he's one of the top guys uh, in the in the biz in terms of bringing you lightning news. So, Chris, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, like I said, yeah, we'll check in with you later on in the playoffs. Great. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. And I want to thank Chris once again for coming on the episode today. Uh, really insightful uh, stuff there. Uh, go ahead and follow Chris on Twitter at Chris underscore Kren. Uh, follow his work on lightning.com. Fantastic work. Uh, and we look forward to having Chris on in the future. Uh, and before we talk about some of the things, uh, more of the things that are happening into game uh, tonight's game two, I want to talk about our first sponsor of the day, and that is betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info this NHL postseason. This year's, this year's basketball championship, the NBA Finals have started. Uh, unfortunately, the Celtics are up one nothing in that. But you could bet on that. You could bet on the uh, Eastern Conference and the Western Conference Finals. You could bet the over on a bajillion goals in the Western Conference Finals because that's probably what we're going to get when you have McKinnon and McDavid. So go ahead and do that as well. And Bet Online is your number one continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. So go to Bet Online. Dot net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action bet online where the game starts so continuing the conversation about game two and and really it, it goes back if you want to know what the lightning needs to do better you got to look at the stats of game one uh really what it came down to was puck possession i mean we've spoken about this all season long uh with this team how they fall in love with the fast pet 
pace, uh, the fast play, uh, going into the zone, striking really quickly, which which I said in my conversation with Chris, really, that worked three years ago. Uh, we saw it, NHL record uh, in points for, well, career record, excuse me, for Nikita Kucherov, over 120 points that year, winning the Hart Trophy, as well as this team winning the Presidents. And the league since then has caught up to the Lightning. Uh, and that's, and really, the you got to kind of mix it up here and there. And, and really what the Lightning need to do, especially against that kid line for the New York Rangers, is really they have to slow things down. That's really what it comes down to is that don't let the young kids on that Ranger team get comfortable early on. Make them uncomfortable. Make them think out there. Make them try to make the tough plays. And we've seen the Lightning do this against some other teams, especially some of the younger teams in the NHL, how when they play that game, when they play that style of game, they're not only frustrating the other team, they're only stumping the team because they did a fantastic job against Florida in the previous round. Look what happened. Yes, there were some other extenuating circumstances with that. Florida uh, just really just burnt out from the season. But you get the point. You get the point that this team does such a fantastic job when they get into the zone. They set up. They get their decor involved. And you have – I said it to Chris early on that really when you look – at this decor, these guys, I mean, you had a ton of shots from Hedman in this game. You had McDonough get, uh, contributing as well. But when you look at it, really, oh, that was it. It was Hedman. He had with, with three shots. He had McDonough with one shot. He's going to get involved a little bit more. I think really what, what it came down to in this game was that everybody from top to bottom was kind of feeling things out. Uh, you had Zach Bogosian, two shots on goal, which is good to see him start to get involved. Uh but guys like Jan Ruda, guys like Calfoot, Chernak, and especially Mikhail Sergachev need to get more involved. Uh, and, and they shouldn't be afraid to shoot the puck. We kind of saw that at a certain sequence with Victor Hedman uh, at one point in the game where he had the puck, he had the space, and you saw even in his body language that he just he he was thinking about it and then he decided to pass it off uh and, and that's what we can't have especially in situations like that i know the game was kind of pretty much out of reach for tampa at that point in time but you can you got to stop you got to play every second um equally the same amount and and like we said in that conversation with, with Chris early on, that the Lightning started out great. All signs were pointing to that this was going to be a slugfest, that really it was going to be a case of who was going to outlast who. Clearly it was the Rangers um, scoring six unanswered goals. But what it came down to, well, not six unanswered goals, uh, excuse me, uh, scoring four unanswered goals. But what it really came, that that's what it comes down to, is that you need to get a full 200-foot effort, a full 60-minute effort. And we didn't see that. We kind of saw what we've been seeing all season long with this team kind of trailing off as the game went. And, and really, you can't have that. You can't because all that does is that that instills confidence in this Rangers team who they're fully aware, fully aware that everyone's picking Tampa to win this series, regardless of if they won game one. And, and, and I feel like a lot of people were, were really su- not that surprised given a week off, especially in the NHL playoffs. A week off can can help your body. Um, 
really really recuperate from you know we saw these last couple of series very taxing for tampa but to a certain extent um not saying that the guys were playing soft out there but it softens you up it doesn't allow for all the muscle reflexes to 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 stay active and and to to you know to stay in the zone if you want to call it that and really i think we saw that after those those goals from tampa kind of things start to fall off there um Really what they need to do in tonight's game, you got to see involvement from every guy on the ice. Every guy on the ice needs to go out there. There can't be any such thing as a wasted shift out there because we we all know that when a team like the New York Rangers, who's young, who's hungry, who's looking to prove that they belong in this, that are playing with a chip on their shoulders – you can't take a shift off or you're kind of going to see the same result we saw uh, from the other night. So definitely check out, look out for that because we're definitely going to see a better Vasilevsky tonight. A lot of those goals that you saw from the other night weren't on him, especially the first couple few early on. I, I thought really um, the decor really kind of hung him out to dry to a certain extent. So, Look him, look for him to kind of to fine tune things. You know, if the decor and the guys in front of him could do their job, uh, I think we're going to see a very low scoring game because we, you know, it would. As much as I would like to see Vasilevsky go out there. And, and pitch a shutout against the Rangers. I don't think it's happening right now at this point in time. I still think he's still trying to get back to where he was against Florida. And and I think really what you'll see in this game, you'll see a low-scoring game like we predicted early on. I think it's going to be 3-2, 2-1, maybe 3-1 Lightning, just because I, th- I think you're going to see a cheap uh, empty netter uh late in the game so keep an eye out for that and go ahead once if you get a chance type in your predictions and not only for tonight's game below this if you're watching us on youtube uh but type in your predictions for tonight's game as well as who you think is going to score tonight as well as who do you think needs to step it up in tonight's game so go ahead and do that in in the comments below so uh we're going to continue to talk about this series as we go ahead i think that you know i'm still staying I'm, I'm still sticking to my point from what I made uh, early on. I, I think that the lightning still very well, because it, it was funny when I did the crossover with locked on Rangers host, John chick, I, I was still saying that I think that the lightning could, could stay in this series and not only stay in the series, but win the series in five games. And yes, it's a tough task to win four games in a row, but, Look what the Lightning just did against the reigning President Trophy winners. Uh, so it can be done, and and the, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions are definitely the team that could do it. So wrapping things up on the show, I, I'm looking for, like I said, a complete game from top to bottom, from the first line to the last defensive pairing. Uh, I don't have to worry. I don't think we have to worry about Vasilevsky. I think he's going to do a fantastic job out there tonight. I don't think he's going to keep all the pucks out of the net, but at the same time, I, I think he's going to be able to give the Lightning a chance as as long as they give him a chance uh, early on to get things going. So definitely uh, keep an eye out for that because the thing about Vasilevsky is that uh, we know the Rangers are going to go out there and they're going to shoot a lot. And the one thing that Vasilevsky does so well is that uh, it only takes him about a hand full of shots or so to get to get things going out there to get in the mood so uh excited to see if he could pitch a shutout i don't think he's going to but at the same time you never know you never know that's why hockey is a crazy sport um and and i i would expect the lightning on the other side of those things uh 
to go out there and challenge Shesterkin early on, to go out there and play physical, not get not get fall fall too in love into the whole uh, playing physical aspect because we know at certain points this Lightning team they're, they're not afraid about playing, they're not afraid from playing physical, but at the same time uh, they they got to focus on other aspects as well. So keep an eye out for that. So we'll be back tomorrow to recap the game. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Make sure to once again like and subscribe to the pod. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Drop uh, and hit that notification bell so as soon as a new episode drops, you will be notified uh, as well as subscribe to us on any of the audio platforms we are everywhere and make sure to follow us on our social media pages at lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram so that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam danker i'll talk to you in the next one